This is a HeadGum Podcast. This ain't that long-term vision and investment. This is time to get that cake quicker than sexton. If you about that, that's money sensation. It's time to open up your ears to twinnovation. And welcome to Twinnovation, the podcast for your schemes, dreams, misdemeans, congrips, hustles, any way you're making that money, we're here to help you. And as always, I'm joined by my shifty, nifty, evil twin brother, El Jefe the Chef, Jeff Rosenberg. This train's about to go off the rails. Choo-choo. And of course, we're joined by the Dame Von Dutch herself. She's on Emerita Nicholas. How the hell are you? Twinovation for any new listeners out there uh, is all about coming up with those inventions, those apps, those schemes, those dreams. You know how we get that money. You know, we all, we started the podcast poor and now we're lower middle class <laughs> after 10 years. Upper lower middle class. <sighs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, speak for yourself. We're, uh, we're doing just fine. I'm saying I drive, I drive a Volvo, but you know, and it's, 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 you know, 2017 maybe, but whenever it rains, it puddles up. So I'm kind of, driving with the pedals submerged in water yes yes and there was a raccoon living in it at one point i believe well a tree did fall on it so it was open to nature for a while <laughs> that's that, that's why it actually leaks i was talking to a neighbor that i happened upon the other day you know old italiano type of deal he you know you don't need to ethnicize people <laughs> i'm just saying he's he's a conscientious of of or he's aware of mechanics right so he was telling me about Flex okay. Seal. Remember Flex Seal? Sure. I remember the commercial. The made for TV commercial. Yeah. He was like, you got to use Flex Seal. Oh. So maybe I do a little project with the neighbor. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, okay. So what? You're going to go get the Flex Seal and then go knock on his door again? I mean, we run it. He smokes cigars out on his stoop. So. We cross each other, uh, you know, mornings. That's nice. You know, there was an old man that was sitting outside on his stoop that I would wave to all the time in Brooklyn. That was kind of my little friend. We never spoke. Well, community and community is important, you know. Yes, I, I did know. Think uh, of that. Love thy neighbor. You guys adhere to. We actually ran into our neighbor the other day. Mm-hmm. We actually did. We. We were coming down the front stairs of the building, and the na- the woman neighbor uh, was actually sitting on the front steps smoking weed. Like a fucking degenerate. Uh, and then she acted very spooked by us. You know, as soon as she saw us, she kind of scurried away. But obviously it reeked like weed, and she's holding a joint. And then she Dave said, probably oh. tumbled down the stairs because the handrail fell off the wall. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey, the handrail's been fixed for months now, so yeah, quit exactly. bringing that up, and then, uh, asshole. And then she kind of scurried away and was like, sorry. And then we're she like, said sorry. Yeah, she said sorry, and it's like, oh, I didn't say anything because you know of our like longstanding unspoken feud with them. But it's like I kind of wish I did because I, when I'm smoking and you get caught, it's a bad feeling. You kind of want the person to be like, no worries, like all good. Like I wish I could have done that. Wait, this is to the her. mother of the direct neighbors. Yeah, I wish I could have kind of been there for her as a stoner uh, uh, instead of just like you know a feudal. Why don't you invite her to a sesh? 
I thought about that, but I don't want to be. I don't want to get involved. Uh, and your babysitting the she's kids crazy. a couple not, weeks let's, later. Let's not, let's not forget, you know, all the shit that has happened so far. You know, we're listening to her through the wall. Well, most she's, of these totally, uh, casual pot smokers uh, have some sort of debilitation uh, studies suggest. Well, I don't need like a, a mental I health issues, kids. Jeff, or what? Uh, you know, you, you're you're definitely trying to uh, soothe the pain. You know, kill it, if you will. Trauma issues. I'm not. I'm just trying to chill. And you smoke weed, so aren't aren't you just trying to chill? Jeff grew up with a lot of trauma. His twin brother almost had a Mm -hmm. a brain hemorrhage. Uh, Don't forget forget that the doctor kind of told me that. And there's good news and bad news, right? Well, I've uh, never heard this, Jeff. Let me look, give it to me straight. Doctor doc. comes in. I'm in, you know, I'm there by myself in the old waiting room. Hours, days, really. Are you weeping? Uh, beside myself. Really? Yeah. I, I would have loved to see the video cam footage I'm on sure, that. I'm sure he was thinking, oh, I, I'm going to get to be the number one. I'm going to get to be yeah. the only twin. I was twin. already bestie at this point. Now I can transfer to NYU. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the doctor actually comes in. He goes, "Good news and bad news. Uh, You're alive. Your brother's dead." <laughs> well, he goes, he goes. The the good news is, <laughs> you and your twin brother will be easier to distinguish from now on. Like you won't be confused no for as a twin. <laughs> no way. Is that what he said? <laughs> No, you're a liar. No, No, that's exactly what he said. He's like, yeah, you don't have to worry about being. You don't have to worry about people mixing you up anymore. No, what the fuck? No, there's no way. I was like, why is that? Because your glasses are fucking weird. (laughs) I actually didn't wear (laughs) glasses at that point. Like that? I don't. I don't wear glasses (laughs) at that point. Wouldn't that be so funny if the doctor did that? Yes, it would be. So that you know, good old talk about talk about uh, what do they call that uh, bedside manner? Mm. Yeah. I so feel what like... was the bad news? Was yeah, that, what that was, was the bad, that was the news? bad news? news? Is that you would need assistance from your twin brother for the rest of your life? No, he didn't. Say yeah, he did what say are that. Swear on, like my you life. would need, um, you would need twenty four seven care. Actually, that's what he said. Well, that's basically what I'm providing. <laughs> really, Jeff? That's, that's about that's, accurate. Yeah. That's pretty insane that they would say that. Indeed, Dave. That's and why. And then he I, just woke know, up and was that's like, That's why I was my beside vape? myself. You know, and I was there all by myself. Let's, lest we forget, Anna was probably in a club with Lamar Odom. Yeah, yeah literally probably True was. That. Well, she was only 15 at the time. So. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Oh, yeah. She was in a club two years before with Lamar Odom. Uh, Dave, you've met McCartney. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, we yes, I've, this oh I call times. him Polly. Polly McCartney. <laughs> Good friend of mine. We, uh, you know, a slice of life conversation about the ups and downs of being in the entertainment industry, I, of course, at the time was probably running media for a top comedy entertainment vehicle. And he, of course, was a member of the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, those were the days, dude. Uh, he made a pass on you. Uh, he did make a pass on me. He uh, a, a wink and a nudge, if you will. He double cupped my hands, so we were during the entire conversation. He had both of his hands wrapped around my right hand, and then as he was leaving, he turned back and gave me a little wink, which to me means he wanted to suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, maybe he did, David. You know, who knows, honestly. Well, you know, I was a, a young 28-year-old stud, 6'4". 28? You weren't 28 because I knew you when you were 27. So I was a 26-year-old stud, fresh out of James Madison University. You, were, you graduated when you were 26? All right. <laughs> so I'm either too late he did or too do that early. Because he lost a year. Yeah, I lost Aww. a year on my life. Uh, he didn't lose a year. This yeah, whole ordeal took like I was five in a days. coma for six months. No, you mm-hmm. weren't. Uh, pronounced. I was pronounced dead several times. It was five days. You're what in the you ICU about? for for five days. Four yep, days, yep, maybe. Yep. Which is intense. You weren't in the hospital for six months, were you? No, you fucking weren't, were you? They they called me dead on arrival. How long were you really in the hospital for? Uh, they revived me arrival. several dozen times. No way. What are you talking I've seen about? God and she is ugly. Wait, so you were in the <laughs> ICU for five days, but then... And then a long, long recovery process for a man like me. And then Jeff was just like at college, really. I'm sure Jeff was probably yupping it up, getting out of my double life. I had to go to both sets of classes. I was there. They called it Hermione Grangering it. Yeah, my motherfucker didn't even have a time turner because I had to keep up Dave's GPA because he was there on scholarship. Wheelchair? Did you know? No, my boy Jeff held it down, dude. He even rushed my fraternity for me. That's right. I actually did come back, and I got to skip the whole rush process. And the fraternity... Could go straight to the... Straight uh, to the bottom. Yeah. The fraternity was so worried about a lawsuit that they just let me in. <laughs> well, it would have been a nice cash grab if you were privy. Yeah, I'm not against that. No, the gunshot won't Well, me be. and your father are kind of who, you know, me and your father... Uh, we were kind of detectives uh, for the first couple of days, you know, kind of tracking where you were, what you'd been doing, uh, this and that, reaching out to leads, seeing what the hot path was. Really? I did not know that. We are a very litigious family, of course. We went to the local bars, uh, names, faces, showing photos, things like that. Really? That's cool. Even though I wasn't old enough to go to a bar? I think you did. You were coming from a bar. No, I was coming from a chick's place. Oh, yeah. Get the story straight. Well, were you at a were you at a bar earlier in the evening? No, no, no. I was at Forest Hills, dude, chilling with my boys, dude. Big Tim, little Jorge, uh, <laughs> Tiny Mike, uh, all the boys. All dude. your friends are small and or big. That's right, dude. And I was medium large, Dave. <laughs> Extra medium. Date. Extra medium. So should we kind of like segue into... Oh, way to push the episode forward, Anna. What do you have for us today? No, the beef, I was going to say. Oh, yeah? Just telling us about how Daddy and him were scouring town for hot leads. Isn't that of interest to you? I don't think I don't think that really tracks. My little it, detective it, it did And we were arm-barring people saying, give us the information. Give us the information. Mm. I Jeff, what like. you should have done is tried to retrace my steps and maybe that's what see we were trying get... to do. But we need, you know, you need to find the breadcrumbs. So we, you know, we were on that hunt. Well, did you talk to the hospital? Maybe the ambulance could have told you where they picked me up. Maybe you could have staked out that area. Maybe you yourself could have tried hitchhiking. Same time, same place. How soon did thing. this happen after you got to college? 
Four weeks to the day, sweetie. Damn, you know, I also had a tragedy happen right after Dude was not ready for the big leagues. Back to the minor. (laughs) You and me, as soon as we left the house, as soon as we left the nest, we were attacked. We were both both sexually attacked for being so cute and hot, David. That's what happened to us. Did you ever think about that? That's something that makes us similar. Well, that's why I think in high school the family needs to introduce you to Hard liquor, hard drugs in a sure, safe dude. atmosphere and show you how to, you know. You know every really every, every Valedictorian, there's been more Valedictorians than not that have had their stomachs pumped. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Interesting, Jeff. I love that. You know, you're, you're a goody two-shoes in high school. Me, I was tri-captain of three sports, sort of the man around town, big dick on campus. What sport? Jeff was sort of basketball cross country and track and dance dance revolution <laughs> jeff was sort of the ddr guy he sort of really got well, down on captain uh, you're captain of the, of the cross country team <laughs> yeah and i was sort of the unofficial captain of the basketball team people <laughs> <laughs> people sort of respected uh that's a perfectly good h2o <laughs> <laughs> yes Yes, no, but people definitely respected my uh, my courage to stand up and try out for the team for the four years in a row after being cut the previous three years. Um, so anyway, you're a I, hack. I was trying to get into the beef as uh, you know, you kind of segued back into more of this story of your. Uh, Do you smell that, Jeff? Beef of the week, of course, is a segment of the show where we like to ear out our grievances with society, with each other, sometimes with the nation. Anna, you always got something on your mind. Why don't you slide into the mud pit and tell the nation what you're thinking and stinking? Well, uh, how about this? Okay, living up here in Maine is fantastic and it's healed my soul uh, in many ways. In many ways, I almost feel that I kind of followed the omens to follow my destiny to find myself here. I always wanted to live in New England, as Dave knows, many years before we came here. And now we're here. Mm-hmm. And it makes me very happy. But I love that for you, too. Of, no, I want to live in the dirty, dirty south. Yeah, right. <laughs> one of the things that has been tough, though, about up here is that, you know, compared to New York slash New Jersey, there's definitely not an influx of, like, beauty slash like hair slash like just you know these people that do your hair and makeup basically for the fucking wedding salons and saloons there's definitely a good amount of them i mean like portland is a city there's like tons of salons but at the same time it's like you know when you're looking for these like specialized people who like really know their shit it like has been really tough right Mm -hmm. so i've been reaching out to people since like i started planning this like a year ago you know what i mean this is wedding related right this is wedding related of course i've been reaching out to people to do my hair i should be specifically saying up here for like months and months and months and months and nobody was basically available i kept hearing people say that they were booked um from years ago and they were still doing covid weddings so I was like, holy shit. All right. Because uh, there's very limited people to begin with. And then the all people that were there are all telling me they're booked from a COVID wedding. So I'm like, shit. Mm-hmm. So w- when we were in northern Maine during the pandemic. Noma. 
up in Camden, you know, all around that area when we were staying up there in the first place. Wouldn't it be no me? No. No. I got a, a haircut up there. Um, it wasn't anything like spectacular. It was just a fine haircut. And I had, it was the first haircut that I got in like two years because of COVID, right? So I was like, okay, I ha- I can't find someone to do my wedding. Maybe I'll just reach out to this girl and see if she can do it. It's only like, you know, a few hours drive and I'll pay her for, you know, whatever she wants basically because I just need someone to come and do my fucking mm-hmm. hair for this wedding. And, and and the other women. So it's not just you. It's like. Exactly. Right. Right. This is what I was so asking So you hire for, her right. for the morning of the wedding. She's She does it for like five, six hours type of deal. Exactly. That type of deal. So I reached out to her. I told her the scenario that I can't find anyone. I'm asking her if she can please help. She says she would be honored. Oh my God. She can't wait. She said she's already going to be in the city that day. And so she can do it. Right. So I'm like, Oh my God. So thankful. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Sounds good. We schedule a trial. She sends me the confirmation everything's going like according to plan. Everything seems normal. I book a hotel room up in Northern Maine to go and get the trial this past weekend. Okay. Do a dry run. Do a dry run of the hair. It's not even anything complicated, but you know, you still want to know what you're getting into, you know? And so I booked the hotel. She knows about this. She's like I said, she had sent me the confirmation. We talked about this. Everything is all set. Midnight, 1230. Okay. The night before I'm supposed to get up and go to go to this hotel to go get my hair trial. I get up at six in the morning, as I always do, and I open up my phone and I have a message from her at 1230 that is like several paragraphs long, right? And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? And at first I actually think like she got hacked. Like this is like a spam message. Like this is not real. Like I was like, what is this? What am I looking at right now? This is so early, so long. So late though, because she sent it at midnight, right? She sent it at 1230 at night. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm getting it at six in the morning. What time do you go to bed? Like nine. So the long and the short of this message, I won't read it because that feels a little yucky because she's getting into some fucking, you know, things here, but... The long and the short of this message that she's telling me is that her husband, also speaking of head injuries, as we have been on this episode so far, that's what kind of reminded me that we needed to do the beef, is that he got injured at work and hit his head and has a head injury. And now he's an asshole, basically, and that (laughs) she she needs to figure out what she's doing with her life. Like, I I guess, like, essentially implying that, like, they're going to get divorced. And so she's like, I can't give you my best self with this all being the case. And I'm actually going to be taking some time off, you know, in a few weeks to to kind of figure out everything I'm doing. So do you want to do the trial next week? So I'm like, I I already have a hotel that's not refundable for this week. So moving it to next week won't work, unfortunately. With everything that's going on, you know, are you still okay to, like, do the wedding, do you think? And when I sent that, she wrote another long-ass fucking message that was basically like, 
honestly, no, I don't think I can do the wedding. So she was going to first have me reschedule the trial to next weekend, knowing deep down that she's kind of like not thinking she's going to do my wedding. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, she's not doing the wedding. She backed out like very close. To now, the guess wedding. who's doing it? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would think I would be like freaking the fuck out, which I kind of am. But like at the same time, I'm like feeling that feeling of like I dodged a bullet if like this weird energy is happening. But it's like, what the actual fuck? Like, can't people just be fucking normal? Like, so. Can you, but what about like just going to booking, like, people don't book their haircut salon more than six yeah, weeks in advance? That's what I'm doing can, now. Can, that's what gotcha. I'm doing now. You're going to like the dry bar. Now, now I'm just going to like a fucking salon and just having them do it and that's it. And that's not ideal. I obviously didn't want to have to go to a hair salon on the, you know, wedding morning, but it's not the end of the world. I really don't give a fuck. So I'm just going to do that and it's going to be over and that's Ugh. it. And everyone else, all the other people that want to get their hair done can do the same thing. I mean, it can, whatever. It's kind of fun to be hustling and bustling on a wedding morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, You'll be up for three hours before your salon appointment if because you, you wake up at forty five minutes before dawn. Apparently, yeah, I wake up really early. I, I wake up early. What are you, too. What are you doing? What are you doing that early? I have an amazing morning every morning. It's a, so I get up at six, sometimes earlier, and um, and I'm right up there with you. <laughs> and uh, I get up. I come out into the living room. We have these big windows and uh -huh. overlooks the water. And I see the sunrise, and it's gorgeous, and it's very quiet. And you know, I open the windows, and everyone else has their windows open around. And it's like you can. I hear the seagulls, like. Um, <laughs> and it's. I smell the ocean, and it's just like very peaceful for me. Then I'll read usually my book, um, whatever book I'm reading at the mm -hmm. time. I'm Which is the Daily Mirror story on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm working on lots of books at this time, as you know, David. I don't know why you try to diminish my reading um, just because you don't, you know, read books. Yeah, um, I'm reading an Elon Musk biography. And oh. boy, is that guy insane. That's very alt-right of Dave, I, I would say. <laughs> it was sent to me by my mentor, Big shout outs to Nick Tan if you're listening. Who's your mentor? Who I have several mentors, Anna, and I pay good money for them $500 every two months. And they, you pay uh, people uh, to be mentors, and then they, though. And then they send me ebooks. That better not be true. <laughs> I could see you doing that, though. I really hope that's not the case. You should come out with your own ebook, Dave. We've talked about this in the past. I'm working on it, Jeff, one day at a time, one letter at a time in this book. Ebook, I should say. You could, you could call it Dave Book because the E on the end kind of shares the ebook. Oh, I like that, Jim. That's why you got that good brain and Davey I got book. that. Davey Book. I got that half brain. Oh, yeah, Davey Book. The Dave ebook. Something to think about. Uh, I had a really cool stuff. Uh, do you have any other beefs, Jeff? Do you have any beefs? I know you live in that big Brooklyn city where a lot of people, a lot of different personalities are sort of mixing and matching. Oh man, there was this guy on the subway this morning. I felt so bad. He was like, almost seemed um, like he like just got laid off or something, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, maybe he had like, I want to say he had like a military uh, body slash, Ooh. you know, uh, enunciation. but he 
uh, kind of shaved head. Yeah. But an older guy, he was like, apparently his wife got COVID, right? And she passed and they have a, a kid. How do you know that? Because he told us. He was uh, speaking to you directly or the whole train? The whole train, Dave. And, you know, okay. I, I, I'm i thinking to myself, I would definitely give this guy a buck out of my wallet, but my wallet was in my backpack and it was a whole ordeal it turns out no one really gave him money, right? Like no one gave him money. Um, they gave him advice, <laughs> and and he he says at the end because everyone, you know, I'm kind of thinking like you know when they're mad at the end, it's kind of like oh I chose correctly, I shouldn't have given like a, a psycho money, uh, mm-hmm. but his kind of. His his retort, if you will, was like, all of you guys are on your phones, like kids, like children playing on your phones, and, and no one's looking to help their fellow man, help a community. And then he got off. Oh, and this guy was like clean crushing. cut, too. That's really sad, and that's yeah. true. And and you're part of that. You are part of that I, you know, Kitty Genovese uh, bystander effect, you know. I had thought about if I had access to the wallet, I would have been right up front there. I was actually I borderline going to ask them, do you have a Venmo that I can give to? Or, you know, I, I said, hey, I can make a custom QR code on a T-shirt for you, and you can walk around the subway with that on, and people can give oh, you money. Do you have a Venmo asking the person yelling on the subway if they have a Venmo? You would deserve to he get wasn't yelling. For that. He wasn't yelling. Did he seem like he had a phone? He was very, like, well-kept. Kempt? Is it kempt or kept? Well, unkempt. Yeah, I think it's kempt. Interesting. You learn something new every day on this podcast. Um, so that's sh- why you tune in. So I think I'm going to start. You know, maybe maybe something fun like you. You know, you hear you go to the bank and you can get two dollar bills or something. Yes, dude. Uh, I I love two dollar bills. You should do that. That's sort of your. That could be like your your mark. I don't know if they would for like the homeless that. people. Yeah, and then put. If a, you really want to help, why write, don't you just take a stamp and write Twinovation Pod. Dot, You'll be like, if you have any great ideas, email us at twinovationpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Guys, great beefs. Uh, you know, that's what the podcast is all about. It's about, you know, uh, openly talking. Don't forget, you can actually submit your beefs to us. We don't. No, no. What? Well, if they're not about us, then we can get yeah, them. Yeah, not beefs. about us. Yeah. God, God, no. I don't want any feedback. But I'd love to hear Unless a good it's beef. Positive. I like that, I love- Dave. That's actually the first I'm hearing of such an idea. Yes, where people yes. Submit beefs. So DM us. You can DM my personal account, Dave Rosie. Don't don't be uh don't be afraid to send some of them titty pics. Yeah, too. no, David, stop saying that every time. Seriously. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. And also, um, feedback is great as long as it's positive, right? And you know, I don't know if you guys really get that many uh, you know, outreaches yourselves because you don't really have that kind of warm warmth that I exude, I don't think. They call Dave an energy vamp. Yeah. And no, they don't. I'm full of energy. No. Especially after my midday naps. <laughs> what time are you going to bed these days, Dave? At night or in the middle of the day? <laughs> yeah, right? Seriously. Every 20 minutes. Every 20 minutes. <laughs> so, guys, I want to get into my pitch because I'm really excited for this one this week. I know I say that every week. But I'm really excited for y'all to hear what Baby David has for you this week, folks. So allow me to pose a question, will you? Please, Please do. do. What's the best part about going to the movies? 
Um, the popcorn and chocolate handfuls that I eat. Yes, yes. And Diet Coke and cold Diet Coke. Yeah, so the concessions. I like the escapism of it all, Dave. I think that's good for me. Uh, you like imagining yourself as the hero or the villain. Of course, Jeff leaves every movie thinking he's the hero of the story. Let's go to the movies, Daver. Maybe, uh, unless I just we signed don't up need for movie to. Pass, believe it or not. <laughs> really? Well, I, I did two months ago, and I, you know I've got a lot of credits built up. But go on. And you tried to bring the dog. You tried to bring the dog. Uh, they roll over. They roll over for one. You, they're like capped off, almost like you're like mm. minutes with singular wireless back in the day. Right. Oh, I forgot that's what AT and T service used to be called. Uh, yeah, yeah, minutes, folks. Where do I start? The snacks are delicious. The trailers are fun. The big screen, the crying children, the theater reeking of urine. It just goes on and on and on. That's why these post-pandemic days, people like watching films in the comfort of their own home. But sometimes we want new ways of enhancing that at-home movie experience. Am I right? And I think I may have just what we need. Can you smell that? Mm-hmm. It's Goliath Industries' brand new product, Sensory Scape. The first ever aroma-enhancing entertainment system. Our aromas create a synchronized, immersive audiovisual experience. Let's say you're watching Armageddon on your multi-sensory journey. When you get close to that meteor, your sensory scape would release fragrances that correspond to said scene like a burning rock in this instance. Watching (laughs) Independence Day with the family, all of a sudden we're releasing Will Smith's cologne when he enters the scene. Hey, let's watch Kill Bill. Guess what? The smell of blood is in the air. Beethoven, wet dog smell. Showgirls, hot sex mist coming out of your sensory scape. Here at Sensory Scape, we make entertainment more captivating. So the only question left to ask is, Who's watching with me? I am, Dave. Well, I don't want the smells, though. You do want the smells. The sort of, you know, let's say you're watching, uh, what's that movie you like, um, uh, where they're in the hills and the, the nuts. The hills have eyes. The, sa- the, the sound of music. All of a sudden you're smelling that brisk air when they're out in the fields and the valleys. And then all of a sudden the war is upon us and you can smell Hitler's B.O. David. <laughs> Yeah, well, do you get to choose which, like, you know, what are you smelling during fighting? Like, I guess it's it's kind of rancid stuff in that. That's right, In Jeff. that category. You get the good and the bad and maybe the ugly, too, is, is what I'm getting at. Indeed, Jeff. We're sort of um, using our algorithms where we are tagging every scene and every show and movie. Uh, we're focusing on movies first, I must say this. And there's sort of like a, a tag for each scene. Uh, you know, what smell do we want to release here? Right. Um, and it's all right. it's all smartly powered. So it's, uh, you know, and let's not forget, I, I was kind of a big wig in the scent scene for a couple of years. Yes, the nose knows. The nose knows. Um, so what are we thinking? This is, this is all clearly kind of a, a synthetic fluid that puffs out of the back of your screen type of deal. That's right. Um, so maybe you get that you get apple pie during American Pie. Exactly, Jeff, with a little bit of that um, cock smell, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe during. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other scenes. I guess uh, yeah, when the roses come down in American Beauty at the at the beginning, even or the end. 
you know, you get that floral sense. For sure, um, for sure. Maybe if you're working in a, in a kitchen, you get that fried kind of McDonald's smell. Yes, the one they're working at McDonald's in uh, Coming to America, you yes. get that. Dave, really, really fun stuff, really kind of brilliant stuff coming out of you. This is at the movies or at home? This is at home, Jeff. So, uh, you know, what sparked this, this story was my boss was telling me about how they went to it's not called 4D, but it's something along those lines where, like, the chair moves in the theater. Well, it reminds me of kind of Universal Studios. I think they had, like, a rat escaping scene on the Indiana Jones ride, and they had, like, little air come yes. like, burst out from under your seat. So you kind of thought you were getting So like, that's tickled. what these, these theaters have that, too, and they can actually spray you with stuff. Where is that? You're, so you're saying it exists already? Uh, the theater experience, the chair moves, and sometimes they'll spray you with like water. It's not a scent, but it's like yeah, yeah right. It's like kind of like if you're watching Waterworld, you get you get spritzed. Right, exactly. That's fun. So that was sort of the the uh, where the idea came from. The incubus. Am I using that word correctly? Impetus. Yeah, impetus. What's an incubus? Is that sort of like a monster? It's like a monster or like a ghost. Yeah, I know it's a band, Jeff. I'm huge into incubus. I want to get tattoos. I'm tired <laughs> yeah, of looking Yeah, I was thinking so about that today, too. You got to get like a sleever, kind of like a old Mikey had. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Kavidra, a big shout out. This is a demon that seems to have sexual intercourse with sleeping women. It sounds right up there. Oh, Grace, really. you have to cut that out, right? JK, uh... Jeff, I noticed Connor's been getting some tats. Does he get it all tatted up? Yeah, Connie's getting tatted up. Shout out to Connie, uh, original, actually second gen roommate uh, in the household that I'm recording in. Yeah, you're on. You're on your fourth gen roommate, huh? Fourth gen. I am Dave. I am. I should do a T-shirt with the ones crossed out above. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. You ever keep in touch with that uh, Florida man? No, I'd like to get back in contact with him, but uh, not even on the gram. He doesn't have a gram. The clockman. Uh, yes, the, the yeah, Mister Rolex. Mister Rolex himself. Oh, Anna had a big guy. crush on him. Yeah, oh, he was the guy. man, dude. He was the man, an absolute gem. Probably the best roommate I've ever had. Yeah, it's fun. I think it's a fun idea, Dave. Uh, I'm I'm in it. I'm in for it as a customer and a vendor. Well, you didn't hear the price point yet, so you might not be a customer because it's just sucker cost. Well, maybe I can use my my rollover movie pass credits for it. Save up. Mm. This is uh, explicitly for those C-suite people. Um, You know, CEO, COO, CIO, chief experience officer. That would be a CXO. (laughs) That's interesting. Next up in the pig pen, he goes by the name of El Jefe, the Chefe Jeff Rosenberg. Jeff, what are you chopping up for us today? Guys, allow me, if you will, to pose a question. Please do. First thing you do when you wake up in the morning on it is, is maybe have a glass of, of OJ or something. Do you open the fridge? Mm, well, I'll do, I will take a probiotic first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. And is that a medicine cabinet thing or is that a, a fridge thing? It's in the fridge. It's in the fridge. It's in the fridge. And I, I imagine, you know, you have a normal sized fridge, but every now and then, doesn't it get a little crowded? <laughs> Yeah. It sure does with leftovers, especially. With the leftovers and this and that. And do you ever find yourself seeing, you know, obviously you clean it out, it would be maybe okay, but maybe you can move some stuff around, say maybe a tall uh, liter 
of a carton, say, of orange juice, right? You know, your classic large liter orange juice carton, right? Yes. What if I were to tell you, you know, as you continue to drink that, you know, maybe it's on the top shelf or wherever you have the, the tallest shelf, right? You want it grabbable. Maybe it's the bottom. Maybe it's uh, the door. Probably not the door, top or bottom, right? What if I were to tell you, as you continue drinking this orange juice, you can actually move that top of it down accordion style and make the bottle itself smaller, shorter, if you will. So the liter bottle becomes smaller the more you consume, the less liquid that's in the container. And we're thinking of an accordion style top uh, and it kind of just jimmies its way down. That's the idea. That's what I'm pitching today. I love it, Jeff. Uh, really amazing. Yeah. What? Do you love it? I do. I think it's a beautiful idea. I think it's simple, yet space. Super simple. Super simple, yet it creates <laughs> space, space in the fridge. And, you know, that's, that's some of the most... Um, highly touted real estate you'll find in any apartment or home. Well, because then you don't you don't want that tall thing necessarily taking up that tall space when it's really a short thing and it could take up a short shelf. What if we call it short stack? I actually have a name, Dave, and it's it's the first (laughs) of many in a line of cool laps technology. Cool what? Cool laps, as in cool and collapsible technology for the noobs out there. It's a collapse tech. What if we call it short stop? Well, that has, that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad at all. I'll write that one down on the short list. What's it, short stop? I don't know. What is it? Yeah, short stop. Baseball. That's not bad. It's fun. Short stop could be good for like the for like the mustard and ketchups that you want to bring down, you know, more of kind of like a ballpark baseball themed. So you had a whole line of juices, milks, condiments coming into this. Uh, um, I mean, anything that's cartonable, if you think about it. So you can take over the whole you're carton. working with, or are you working with the plastic? We're actually using ocean plastic. So it takes plastic out of the ocean. Every bottle you get is actually a bottle that used to be in the ocean that we we kind of remelt. Uh, re- hey, the sharks need those bottles. Retoxify. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, what you're talking about is retrofitting. Yes, Dave. Thank you so much. But we're retrofitting from the ocean. We actually call it uh, oceanic retrofit. That is really cool. I think the investors are going to be really interested in a product that, um, you know, a lot of words we're hearing, a lot of buzzwords we're hearing in the stock mm-hmm. market these days from investors is eco-friendly sustainability. Yeah, yeah. So again, for visualization, imagine your simply orange container, right? It's kind of got, uh, much like me, the broad body, and then it tapers up very sharply at the neck, and then you kind of have that long neck that you can hold it by. You can kind of Homer Bart Simpson it by, carry it by, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes, that's the accordion right there. Okay, so we can we can take half the size down. We're going to half the size. Yes, I love it. All right, and that's upon consumption, and now all of a sudden, this is a tight, neat fit. Uh, all of a sudden, you can store more. You can you can be more. You know, you can you can live more. It's all part of the message of cool apps tech. Jeff, that's a cool ass tech, and uh, <laughs> I, for one, 
definitely in as a customer and an investor. Uh, I imagine there'll be a a little bit of a boost in the cost of your OJs, your milks. I think you have a great idea. I think, like I said, um, you know, if you're pricing an apartment or a house by square feet, cost per square foot, that refrigerator is going to be at the top of that list. Yeah, that's interesting, Dave. Price that's per price per square inch. Yeah, you're, you're, that's interesting. That's really interesting, Dave. Maybe we should talk more off-cast about this, maybe coming to fruition. Jeff, I love the idea, but uh, um, Anna's close to passing out. So I thought she was already asleep. <laughs> I was. Very good. Uh, so last up in the pig pen, you know her worst as the Dame Von Dutch. Dame, what do you have for us today? What's your goofy, whimsical premise you have for the nation today? <sighs> okay, well, how about this? I'm really Would you kill a dinosaur or eat a cat? <laughs> <laughs> you just diminish everything I do. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. All you do is just get haircuts that are for like a 13-year-old boy. Yeah, and a lot oh. of girls like 13-year-old boys. Your fluff doesn't look... Your yeah, fluff it does. doesn't look good the way it, it does look good, actually. It's, it's not giving what you think it's Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> well, the DMs I get on Instagram from Twinovation fans say otherwise. David, you better not be getting weird DMs from Twinovation fans, or I'm going to fucking delete your phone. Uh, yo, yo, you don't know my password. You're going to have your phone taken away from you, and you're going to have have it kept in a locked box, and you're only going to be able to access it under supervision from me. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> Put it in my vape box. Um, Sounds like right. what was your uh, handcuff? I had the cufflinks, Dave. What a brilliant idea that was from the other week. It yeah, was a brilliant idea. Churning out the stinkers no, left and right lately. Like, not a stinker. That fucking, was a very good one. Almost like, a, like, a, like a Chinese finger trap, if you can still say that. Whoa. Okay. So here's this. Um, why are we not putting handles and wheels on ourselves mm -hmm. so that we can be pulled? Like sometimes I don't want to walk and it would be great if Dave could just pull me, but I don't have wheels or a handle. So if you could just kind of attach a fix, a little handle, um, around yeah, those horns on your head, <laughs> a fix, a little handle around my neck or around my shoulders, like a leash. Yeah. yeah, leashes isn't a bad idea and, and get you some of those Skechers rolly shoes. Put some kind of platform, rolling platform. Well, I kind of want to be sitting during this is the only thing. Probably shouldn't be pulling from the neck. Probably should have it around your right. ankles. Right, right. Pull it around my waist. Put it around my waist. <laughs> Maybe a horse is in front. It's just dragging you through the town square. <laughs> what a, a belt that extends into a leash of sorts. Okay, right. yeah, it's a belt. It goes around the waist. And you're on all fours or not? Mm. Yeah, ideally. <laughs> well, I didn't think about that. I could be lying down sleeping while he's pulling me, actually, if it's a large enough platform. Yeah, we put and a this bunch is of for for like commuting for getting from <laughs> A to B. Like... Oh, this is for when she has a big ass chicken burrito for dinner <laughs> and uh, can't waddle her way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is for just like every day. Right. <laughs> uh, it's, it reminds me a bit of your stroller for adults. That's a really cool idea. I think we have to work out some kinks. Dave, your internet's trash. Your computer's trash. It doesn't work. And right, we're. <laughs> Losing internet fast, and we're losing Anna even faster. Um, yeah, I'm going to eat my burrito leftovers in bed. Oh, and I take love out that. the trash too. No, you do it. Come no, on. and the recycling. No. 
grow up, will you? <laughs> so this is where it gets dirty, where Jeff and Dave talk about everything that Anna won't let us say. We use such slurs as beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep. That's <laughs> yeah, funny, uh, dude. Yeah, fun. We should do a Patreon of the Patreon. That's like a higher price point. And you got to hear the double bleep stuff. Double bleep it, uh, Jeff. Double bleeping. So good to see you. I love seeing you shirtless. I know you've been going to the gym lately, working, yeah, working on, on those. Sh- uh, you know, kind of when when you, you have this type of A-frame. You do have an A-frame. Uh, the shoulders tend to bind in, so you want to work out the shoulders, work out the delts. Uh, you you kind of want that bolder shoulder, if you will. Bolder shoulder indeed, my friend. Uh, you would do well in a lot of social circles with that that sort of body type you have uh i yeah, think a lot of sure. people I mean, that, uh, are looking yeah. for the the wide shoulders the tight waist yeah you know it's, it's it's actually how you get the, those advancements in salary that you're looking for you got to get bigger baby you got to be um yep. intimidating to your boss yeah you want that reverse pyramid scheme look uh-huh. that is that could be part of the davy book interesting that multi-level marketing start off with the Tiny head, wide Maybe shoulders. Mark's the head of it. Yeah, Mark could be the head of it with his tiny little head. Well, he's already a multi-level Marky. He is a multi-level Marky. All right, Jeff, I'm shutting off the lights here, so I'm about to be in the dark. <laughs> stay and as don't shut that one off. Stay scheming, scheming and, and stay, stay dreaming. dreaming. Oh yeah. Walking out the door. Robbing their bank, got the chauffeur, makes it more purpose. Now an open screw, Chardonnay with two dudes for innovation. I owe you. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>